truth or consequences? Nah, I'm more into fact or fiction. Here comes another episode, seventh one I've done. My name is Phil, and you're listening to The Lip. Hey everyone, it's Phil, and once again, I'm at it again. At it again, at it again, at it again. Here it comes. Fact or fiction. Seventh time I've done it. Well, the math could be adjusted in some different ways when you consider the fact that April Fool's Day is always a fact or fiction episode. So, it could be as many as eight or nine. Not counting. But this one is the seventh one in the series official. So, it's probably like eight or nine that I've done. Um, I think that it's one of my favorite things to do. I really love it. Um, I hope that other people who are listening to the show enjoy it as much as I enjoy creating these. Um, the most fascinating part about it for me is that the things that are actually fact really happened. In some ways, I think that the facts are definitely more interesting sometimes than the fiction. It's almost funnier, like they've said a thousand times, fact and fact is often stranger than fiction. And I am no uh, exception to that rule. A lot of the facts of things that have happened to me are definitely stranger than things that I made up. Now, speaking of people who thought that the format was pretty good, um, Jessica and Greg... Holmes, Inside the Homes podcast creators, and just fascinating people from what I can tell, just do an incredible show, and I'm going to specifically say that this Factor Fiction is for you, and hopefully, maybe one day you guys will put out one, or even a segment, it's fun to do, it, it really is, it really, really is, um, once again, I hope that everybody who hears this listens to Inside the Homes as well. Because, man, even without Factor Fiction, they do a really good show. Once again, one of my favorite things that they talked about is the Spicy Boys. Really? That's a very interesting way to, to do that with those ants. really was. <laughs> um, for, the, for those of you who don't know, that's an episode the homes have put out and I strongly recommend listening to that and all of the other episodes that they've made really good stuff. Um, as far as this goes again, I'm going to pretend that everybody who's listening has never heard a single episode of factor fiction that I've done. So I'm going to kind of go over what's going to happen. I'm going to either give you a statement or tell you a story and that story or statement will either be a fact of something that has happened to me or fiction, something that completely I made up. Sometimes, well, once, actually twice now, I did it for this episode. In the process of doing the show, I actually just made one up. And I've done that on this episode. And I'll even tell you which one it was. But it's going to be more interesting than you might think. I think so anyway. Because I forgot. I'm going to admit it. 
yes, I'm trying to throw a whole bunch of episodes inside the can so that they're ready to pre-record, so they're ready to go, so that I can focus on some of my other endeavors, which I plan to definitely tell you about in the future. Stuff that I've been working on, the wife and I are coming up with some pretty cool things, and I'm gonna let everybody know in time. Much like I've said before, I've gotten to the point now where that job that I don't tell everybody what it is, I'm going to reveal what that job was. Yes, was. I'm going to let you know what it was. Uh, Circumstances have changed. Windows have opened. And I've passed through them. And I think that it's time to let everybody know what I used to do. So I don't have to dance around it. Plus, once you figure out what it is, I can certainly tell you that I've got a few stories that I'm going to have to tell. But I'm not going to tell that many. Well, anyway, it's about time to start the main event. And here it comes. Ding, ding, ding. It's main event time. Main event time. I'm sorry, everyone. That had never heard this format that I've done before for Factor Fiction. I started to go over with you the uh, the way that the show goes, but I didn't finish it. Well, to make a long story short, probably a little too late for that, what I do is I'm going to tell you a story or give you a statement, and it's either going to be true or false Factor Fiction. Now, in that note, I'm going to give you some time in the middle of the episode towards at the end of the episode to sort of decide whether or not you think that it's fact or fiction and then at the end of that time I'm going to reveal which ones were actually fact and which ones were fiction and that's how this format goes for any listener out there who has not heard it before um here it comes the very first of the stories that I'm going to go with is There was a point in time in my life that I used a small plastic freezer bag as my wallet for about four months before my wife got tired of it and actually bought me a much better wallet. For four months, I walked around this planet that we call Earth in the city that I call Philadelphia with a plastic bag, a plastic freezer bag that I used as a wallet until my wife got tired of it. Do you really think that I would be that transparent and walk around with a plastic bag as a wallet? Or am I just giving you a load of garbage? I'll let you know at the end. Next. Speaking of wallets, there was a time that I sat at work and I set my wallet on fire. What do you think? Do you think that I actually set a wallet on fire? Could it have been the plastic bag? Who knows? You'll know at the end of the episode, right? Here comes a very interesting one. My youngest daughter, Maggie a softball 
as hard as she could, and it just destroyed the glass screen door. Let me tell you how this thing worked out. I thought it was a good idea that she started throwing the ball around because she had a teacher who suggested to her, you know, you may be a little small, but you got a nice strong arm on you. Maybe you should try playing softball when you get up to the higher levels of grade school. And maybe even when you get to high school, you could be one of the starters if you work at it. She took that on as a personal challenge. And because she took that on as a personal challenge, she wanted to practice and practice a lot and practice every day. So as the smart and responsible father that I am, I thought it was a good idea to get Maggie a softball and a glove. And we threw the softball around the yard a little bit. She didn't do the best catching it yet, but of course it's early. She's really young. She's just eight. She's working on it. She's catching it whenever she can. She's doing okay. And that teacher had it right. She does have a nice strong arm. Strong enough, or maybe, I don't know, she could be one of those pitchers. And I'm telling you right here and right now that when I was at Southern Regional throwing shot put a discus, one of the things that was really cool was that the softball team practiced just on the other side of a fence. So it was a shot put circle and then the softball field. And I can tell you that those girls were really, really tough and they really threw the ball hard and they played with a tremendous intensity that I can only describe it. If you watch it, that's the only way you'll notice it. I think that my little pit bull of a little girl Maggie has that sort of intensity and I think that she could definitely be that kind of player. However, I probably should have played catch someplace else because her arm is just that strong and she throws the ball just with that intensity and like I said, I threw shot put and then when I was a football player, I played defensive tackle. I never really played any baseball, so I don't have the best hands in the world. So when she whipped that ball out and it got past me, just the glass, I can't explain it except for that it just, it just, ugh, it just exploded. And, of course, both of us kind of got in trouble for that one. Now here comes... The question I have for you, did my little girl actually throw a strike straight through the screen window, or am I throwing you a foul ball? Here comes the next one. My oldest daughter wanted to spend her birthday money on what her favorite things are. Now, Aurora is obsessed with unicorns. She loves unicorns. In fact, she's the one who trained me on the different types of ponies that there are. She told me that there's earth ponies, which have just, they walk around, and that's what they do. Then there's the unicorn, which of course is a pony with the horn, the one horn. Then there's the pegasus, which I'm a little bit more familiar with because they're the horses with the wings. And then there's a fourth kind, which are called alicorns, which she taught me about, which I had no idea what they were. And those are a horse with 
a horn like a unicorn and they have wings so they have both now after this um college level tutorial on ponies she took me on a wild ride i would consider it and i ended up going to a store and she wanted to use her birthday money to buy it must have been i don't know how big it is off the top of my head I, these things they seem like they're gigantic if i looked at it in my mind it looked almost as big as a garage door but realistically it was maybe probably 25 to 30 inches tall it's good size that's good almost two three feet right it's a big unicorn that she saw that she wanted and of course i'm not going to deny her from spending her own money and i allowed her to do so so we go up to the counter and i wasn't sure exactly how much money that she had i was pretty close to the ballpark i thought she had about 25 30 dollars we ring up the unicorn at the um at the cash register and the cashier says twenty seven dollars forty seven cents and i was like Oof, that's a pretty expensive big unicorn there and of course aurora goes into her purse and she starts digging through her money and she pulls out a twenty dollar bill and i puts that on the on the counter uh, the cashier takes it and then she pulls out three uh three singles and she starts digging through her wallet and she doesn't have any more cash but she has some change and she pulls out a few more quarters ends up being like 75 cents she had in quarters and then she looked around and she found about four or five pennies so she's short by a little bit and just as i'm about to go pull my wallet out and give her the assist the customer behind us was like tapped me on the shoulder and said that's really cool that you're teaching your child how to spend money and how to use it she was just about to go put the unicorn back and the customer behind me said here he handed me a five dollar bill before i could pull my wallet out and i looked at him and said no you don't have to do this and he said no 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 i insist I absolutely insist. And so, not to disappoint the gentleman who handed me the money, I wasn't going to argue with him because he said, I have a granddaughter that I haven't seen in a little bit, and I'm probably going to see her in the end of the month. And he said, it's the least I could do. It makes me feel good. How am I going to tell this gentleman, hey, I got it. He he just wasn't going to take no for an answer. So I accepted his $5 bill, thanked him graciously, had my daughter Aurora say the very same thing, gave the money to the cashier, and away we went. She was happy. The gentleman was happy. I was happy. Everybody won. So the question I have for you is, did Miss Aurora come up a little bit short on her purchase of this unicorn and this gentleman give her the assist that I was trying to give her to pay for it? Or, or, is all of this just something I made up in the clouds?
Next, I called out of work to watch a football game. Now, do you think that a responsible adult like myself would take the time to pick up the phone and call my job and say, hey, I can't be there today. Meanwhile, I go and watch a football game. If you think I'm that big of a psychopathic football fan that I would do that, that would be an interesting thought process. Or do you think I just made it up? Because, well, I have to make sure that my daughter gets her unicorns. I'll tell you at the end of the episode, that's the way we do it. Finally, I'm going to tell you a story that you might actually find to be hilarious. Now, I consider myself a bit of a wordsmith in some ways. And there was a point in time where I actually wrote some poetry down. And I actually compiled enough where I thought about making a nice little book and I put it together. Typed it all out, set it all together, titled it, and sent it off to a publisher. Now, I was young at the time and I didn't really know how the publication world worked. I just sort of expected, I give you my product, you accept my product, you sell my product. I make a lot of money. And so when the publisher came back and sent me a letter saying, hey, we like your stuff. We're going to offer you. This is the first time I'm actually going to say this. About 40% of sales to publish your book. Now, for me, I'm thinking, how am I supposed to get rich on 40%? And it's a book of poetry. How many people are going to buy it? I would hope that a lot would, but just how many would? Not real sure in my mind. I was hoping to get a huge check right off the bat and then get royalties from that. And because my disillusion of what I was expecting from the publisher, I declined the offer. Do you think that I actually wrote a book of poetry and sent it away to be published? Or, or am I writing you a sonnet full of fairy tales? You decide. Now comes that portion of the show where I give you a little bit of time to think it over and decide whether or not I'm being truthful with some of the statements or if I'm lying about a few things. Here comes that little brief interlude now.
Okay. For those of you who were pondering, I know that that wasn't a whole lot of time, but it gives you something to work with. So if you really wanted to get down and think about it, you could obviously stop the show and think about it, which I imagine that if you were really interested in this is what you might just do. So my questions on these statements that I have for you, the very first one that I came up with for you was that I once used a plastic freezer bag as a wallet for four months before my wife got tired of me walking around with it and actually bought me another wallet. Well, if anyone thought that I was being deceitful on this one, you could hook me up to a lie detector and you'll find out that what I was telling you was 100% the truth. Turns out that I still use this wallet to this day. Um, and yes, I had a wallet that I had that it was just, it was falling apart. It was wretched. And then it just gave out. Everything fell out of it. And the only thing I could do at the time was I looked around the house and I saw a freezer bag. And I thought, hey, this will work. It's big enough. I just put everything in it. Fold it over a few times. Fits right in my pocket. No problem. And I walked around with that for, like I said, four months. And at the time I was working in a shop. And I would joke with the guys and say, hey, I can get you one of these wallets if you really want one. Just $15. <laughs> and they looked at it, they thought it was crazy. And of course, my wife thought I was crazy too. So one of her trips that she went with her friends to some outlet malls, she ended up finding me this coach wallet. And I still use that coach wallet even as we speak right now. Does the job, does it very well. Next statement, I once burned one of my wallets while I was at work. Again, do you think I'm that kind of crazy person? Or am I just, again, just blowing smoke up here? Well, the answer is, I 100% did, in fact, set a wallet on fire while I was at work. Um, I was... I had just gotten this wallet my mother had given to me, and because the wallet before, this is not the coach wallet or the plastic wallet. This is probably a few years before that ever happened. I had a um, a wallet that I liked, and my mom gave me an upgrade, so I took this upgrade, just a basic wallet, put my license and all the good stuff in there, and it turns out that I went to go look for my license, and I couldn't find it. And I just changed wallets. And I know that I know that I know that I put that license in that wallet. So I just got aggravated. And of course, I was still working in shops at the time. Um, not in the front desk anymore. Not in management, but I was actually in the shop wrenching. And I took my torch and I put the wallet on the floor and I actually recorded it. I took the phone, put the um, video on, and I recorded myself setting this wallet on fire. I actually did that. <laughs> Probably not the smartest or safest thing to do, but I did, in fact, burn a wallet on the floor of a shop. Now, 
we're going to come to the story I told you about my daughter using her superhuman arm, destroying the front doors. Um, what do you call it? Uh, the screen door, the glass screen door. Now, my kid was in fact told by a teacher that she should think about trying out for softball when she got to the next level of school. Right now, she's just in second grade as I record, and she's not going to be able to do team sports for a couple of years. And turns out that I think it would be a good idea for her to do that. However, she didn't take a softball and destroy the screen window. She didn't do that. That one is 100% fiction. Made it up. Made for a good story, I thought. The next one. My older daughter, Aurora, getting some money from an elderly gentleman who was standing behind us in line because she just came up a little short on her purchase for buying a unicorn with her birthday money. Now, she is probably one of the most frugal people I know. She's real good at saving her money. Whenever there's an event and she gets a little bit of money, she'll just spend the bare minimum just so that she could have a little bit to keep for herself. And... If the incident would occur that she would buy her own unicorn, I guarantee you that she probably wouldn't buy the expensive one. Although she might look at it and be like, Daddy, can you get it for me? She would more likely spend her money on something smaller or just buy some candy. And to make a long story short, she definitely didn't go buy an expensive unicorn and have anybody help her pay for it. That one was also false. Or I should say, fiction. Next story on the agenda. I call out of work to watch a football game. Now, I'm just going to put it to you mildly. As a man between the ages of 18 and at this point in time, 50 I'll say, because I'm 45. So it's safe to say that a man between the ages of 18 and 50 for anybody to say that they didn't call out of work for a sporting event of some type, a party of some type, or a engagement of some type, just because that engagement, party, sporting event was going on, it would be a fictional story. Because I can't imagine that anybody between that age wouldn't do that once in their life at least in this generation from my generation um to the ones that are going now i can't imagine a time where one person didn't say yeah i'm gonna play hooky once at least once so needless to say i definitely call that work they go watch a football game now i thought wiser of it because in the process, I went to a um, a restaurant to watch the game. The 49ers were playing the Eagles a couple of years ago. And I think in, in a, a, an episode that has already passed about live events, I saw a live football game, 49ers versus the Eagles. My wife bought me the tickets. I had pre-set up everything, and I was going to go to that game, and I didn't have to worry about it. But this other game, I didn't do all of that, and I thought about it. I wanted to go to it because it was, again, 49ers versus the Eagles. And 
that it was a game that happened last year. Not last year, two years ago. I guess it was 2001. No, 2021. Yeah, it was 2021. Um, the Eagles were just starting to get good. The 49ers were already good. And they were just having another good season. And they came here to Philadelphia and they defeated the Eagles. Um, now, I had been thinking about trying to get a ticket to that game. And if I had done so, it would have been real easy for my management to have seen me because you know how that would have worked. I would have called out of work and I would have been right there on camera cheering at the game. They would have saw that. So instead, I went to a restaurant and watched the game. But I did, in fact, call out to go watch a football game. Um, finally, I wrote a book of poems and sent it out to a publisher. Now, I seem to be a little bit rough around the edges and at times wouldn't be considered any type of poet or such. But wouldn't you know that when I was in my third year of college, give or take, I knew I kind of did this stuff and I was getting kind of good at it. In fact, I was really bad at English because my teacher wanted us to review all kinds of stuff. And I was just sick because I didn't like to do it. My mind was like, yeah, I'm better than that. I can write something better than that. And so what I did was, it turns out that my English teacher at the time had lost her mother, which was her final parent. She had lost now both of her parents, and she was a little down. And so what I did was I wrote a card, and I wrote a poem inside the card for my teacher. And my teacher read that poem, and then she's like, okay. I understand. This is outstanding. She said that to me. And she said, okay, I understand where you're coming from and why you might not like to review certain things. And she was a lot more lenient as far as my work in the class. And I ended up passing the class because she knew, okay, he's got some ability. And of course, to make a long story short, too late. I did, in fact, take some time and put together a small book of poetry, and I did, in fact, send it to an author. But, of course, I didn't know how any of that worked. Hindsight being 2020, 40% is pretty good of a deal, and I didn't like it. Should have taken it, probably. But that was hindsight being 2020. I didn't. So be it. But in fact, I did send a piece of work to an author, not an author, to a publishing company to see what they could do with it. On that note, I'm going to ring the bell on Factor Fiction number seven. Main event is over. Ding, ding, ding. Okay, it's time for the Spear of the Week. Now, this week's Spear certainly has me seeming like the old man sitting on his porch telling you to get off his lawn. Turns out that 
Yes, there was a time when I was young and dumb, as I like to call it, and I would be driving way too fast in cars that were way too powerful. I loved every second of it. I'm not going to lie to you. It was a lot of fun. But, 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 these kids don't seem to know how to drive. From what I can tell, it's like they learned how to drive from Dominic Toretto on Fast and the Furious. And that's the only thing that they ever did. And it turns out that some of these kids drive way too fast and they can't control their vehicles. And sadly, but surely, but truthfully, I've watched a lot of these kids make almost fatal mistakes. In fact, there was one probably a year ago where such kids were driving their cars way too fast when a police officer was on his way home from doing his civic duty and protecting and serving all of us. All he wanted to do was get home to his wife and kid, and instead, one of these fast and furious wannabes ended up losing control of their car and killing this police officer. Now, I understand that you have the need and desire and you like to drive real fast. But these kids didn't know what they were doing on that particular incident. And what makes matters worse is they still do it even after this officer was killed. And they still make the same mistakes. Now... The first mistake is that they continued to still drive their cars in that same reckless manner in this same area. At the very least, they could be moving somewhere else, out of at minimum respect for the loss of life. But you can't tell these kids today anything. Once again, like I said, I'm giving it in my old man sitting on the porch telling them to stay off my lawn. But... The spear of the week would have to be the kids who just drive their cars a little too fast and don't really know how to handle them. Here we go again. Another Factor Fiction episode has been in the books. I think it was just as much fun as every other one I've ever done personally. And to tell you that I did in fact make up one on the fly... I gotta let you know, I didn't do my homework like I told you I should have done, and I had to make up the one about Aurora on the fly, uh, the doll, going after the, uh, the unicorn. I had to make that one up as I was going along, but that's what makes this episode so much cooler, the fact that I do that sometimes with these. Hopefully, you were able to figure out which ones were fact and which ones were fiction. Well, actually... The fun of it is tricking you, so hopefully you didn't figure it out. <laughs> um, once again, you can check me out on um, Instagram at Philip Henderson one five zero two. Twitter at pissedphil two L's. Uh, the Facebook group, as I always say, join us. There's always room for one more member every single time. 
always room for one more member. Join us, please. Um, I also have the Lip YouTube page, which is you can find it at Philip. I know at Phil the Lip. One L this time. I kind of broke my name in half. At Phil, P H I L, the Lip. You can find it that way on YouTube. Subscribe. Every once in a while, I put some shorts out there. Very recently, I've been putting quite a few out there. It's a lot of good stuff I've been doing. At least, I think it's a lot of good stuff. Be a judge for yourself and find out, right? But once again, it's time for the words of wisdom. And I think that this is one of the most important segments, and if not my very favorite segment of the whole show. Now, I know all of us have known people who are in this state of mind, and clearly, some people that you really can't do much with. To make a long story short, the words of wisdom would be to these individuals. You just take one look at them and you say, do you use a basketball hoop to carry your thoughts around? Do you use a basketball hoop to carry your thoughts around? I can certainly say that I've run into people who probably do. You probably have as well. But that's all the time I'm going to give you today. My name is Phil, and you've just listened to The Lip.